All right, everybody, welcome back. We're here for episode 27 of the Ready, Set, Shag podcast, 2024. That's the year. Uh, it's turned out to be a busy year for this show, and uh, I guess today is kicking off the season. Um, really, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. If you guys are here for the first time, the Ready, Set, Shag podcast is a place where I can come and talk to people who I admire, who I look up to, and people I just want to get to know better. Uh, and as always, my guest today is no exception. He is a YouTube political commentator. He is a staunch uh, 2A uh, advocate and gun enthusiast. Today we have Cannon Hotep. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? Salute, salute, salute. Um, thank you for accepting my invitation. It's been a long time coming. We, uh, we had some scheduling snafus uh, late last year and then through the holidays and everything. But we're finally here. Um, so thank you again. Uh, it's really great to talk to you. No problem. I'm happy to be. I'm happy to make it. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't, I guess for those who are unfamiliar with you, who are going to be listening on other platforms, give us a rundown of of who you are, what you do, um, and give us a little insight into what a Hotep is. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. So I'm Cannon Hotep from Hotep Nation. Um, you guys might be more familiar with like Hotep Jesus, Uncle Hotep. Uh, they found me roaming through the t- uh, the Twitter woods yelling at people and all that other stuff uh i'm the resident two-way expert of hotep nation um like you said an avid two-way enthusiast uh slash prepper um i do a lot of politics and pop culture uh on youtube you can catch me on uh rumble um dot com at uh hotel i'm on, geez, i'm about to say hotel jesus <laughs> at canon hotel and uh canon hotel and on uh, youtube at canon hotel also over on x at canon hotel um basically so hotep is it means to be at peace to be uh you know uh at one satisfaction you know self-mastery and that's what we strive to to instill in you know our uh you know our our, our not, i'm not gonna say fan base because i like to look at you know my subscribers as family you know what i mean yeah. we try to you know instill that in our community um we're not one for uh excuses you know it's more like you know if you got an obstacle figure out your way around that obstacle and succeed you know we try to push self-accountability self-mastery that's what a hotep is unfortunately in the 90s and the early 2000s it was a pejorative people would use hotep uh as like a a negative you know like yeah like wild-eyed crazy conspiracy theorists five percent of you know it was stuff like that but uh uncle hotep hotep jesus uh they was like we're going we're going to change that word and make it back into the prominence that it once was um when i found those guys i was like they think like me and you know i adopted the the moniker canon hotep and uh the rest is history yeah how do you like can you explain the etymology of i mean hotep but like canon is that specific is that like drawing attention to your love for guns is like canon or like how, how does how did your name come about so it's so it, it came from my love of guns also it's <laughs> funny uh funny my dad right so i never liked my name like not like my name my name is brandon right and that's okay. the most vanilla name you can have <laughs> in life right <laughs> i don't know my name's tom so it's <laughs> so my uh I remember I was like, my dad had a, um, he had a, uh, a boxer and his name was Cannon. And I always loved the name Cannon. I'm like, why don't you name me Cannon? Like, like, well, where Brandon come from? You know what I mean? It was like, you should have named me Cannon. Jeez, that's dope. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> but uh, it definitely came from the love of guns. So uh, my uh, my friends around the way would call me Cannon because you know I always got a gun on me or something like that. So it's yeah. just it just stuck. So yeah. What do you think about like I mean you being you being such a, a staunch like two A advocate like which is which is great. I think I think people's right to bear arms is is something that's important. I think being able to protect yourself against a potentially tyrannical government is something that is is and sh- or should be a God-given right to everyone. And we shouldn't have to fear the people who are, you know, in control of us. What do you think about people who are looking to like, do you, do you think it's something that is coming that they're, they are going to come for everything? Or do you, do you think that we, that the United States will hold, hold fast on that and, and stick with two a, I think that the left really wants to come after guns. I think that we see these arbitrary rules they put in place. Like it's it's like they like we can't necessarily mess with the Second Amendment as is, but we can make it hard for you guys to to get a gun. You know, like the pistol brace rule that they try to put in place, or the suppressor law that they have in place, or the magazine ban, or like here in Maryland where you need to take. Well, I think we just overturned that finally after years, but you had to take a sixteen-hour course. And then maybe, maybe they might say it's okay for you to have a gun, you know, wow. to carry a gun in public. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, I think they want to, uh, they want to take our guns away from us because it's easier to control a populace who can't fight back. You know, because yeah. like I always say it, I say, if you, if you can circumvent or get rid of the second amendment, you might as well throw the rest of the constitution in the trash can. Cause it doesn't matter at that point. That's what the second amendment is what keeps the constitution or gives the constitution teeth. It's a good point. I mean, I think that's a perfect way of painting it is that it gives it teeth. Um, and I think, I, you know, and I think there's that, I think it's an old adage that's saying, saying basically the government, government officials should fear their people, you know, yes. like you, you work for us. Like we, uh, we can't, we all want to come together and be a united, you know, statehood. But you, there's people that are, have decided that they're going to run the show. Well, this is our way of saying, if you step out of line, this is, you know, what's going to happen. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on the, the January 6th insurrection? Do you think, do you think something like this is, is uh, do you think it's been overblown? I mean, I would say that you would say it's overblown, but do you think people are, are taking it way out of context and is, a, a, again, another way to, uh, put put the uh put guns in a stranglehold and maybe rip it out of our arms i mean come on shags i mean it was the worst day since that day that day in september man it was the worst day since pearl harbor oh my gosh it's the worst day since bay of pigs you know what i mean like you would yeah. think they forget about the weather underground you know what i mean yeah you telling me so it was like like i seen on twitter the other day somebody had a great uh tweet it was like you know oh we gotta ban the dreaded ar-15 or no it was it was Oh, you think your AR-15 has stopped the government? You know, we got tanks and stuff. Yeah. And then on the other hand, people, you know, people with 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 sticks and flags almost overtook the 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 capital. Right. It's like, come on, guys, like, come on, stay consistent. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was completely overblown. Completely yeah. overblown, especially like I say, um, I say it all the time, but like that day one footage. When you see day one footage of an event, it always messes with the narrative. If you can, you know, if you can remember it or hold on to it. Because we all saw that day one footage for the most part. We saw what happened that day. We right. saw, you know, 
the, the, the stanchions being open. You know, we, we know that. And I think it's been overblown. I think they did it to set a narrative so they could, uh, you know, fortify 2020. You know, yeah. they, had, they had the um, the Time Magazine article that I show all the time. Um, the, the title was uh, The Shadow Campaign That Helped Save the 2020 Election. And it goes on to tell you how big tech and big government conspired to fortify 2020. Yeah, it, it it seems like I don't I'm not I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of you know the election stuff uh as far as like rigging and 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 all that. I don't I don't believe personally that there things were so far off that that Trump lost. I I, mean, I it's merely out of ignorance. I haven't gone down the, the rabbit hole of it. I don't think it was fair and I don't think elections have been fair for a while. I think there's been issues with these voting machines and I, you know, and if this is good, I'm sure this is going to get me demonetized, but you know, it's just one of those things I feel like, I think there's weird stuff at play. I think what's even weirder is that there hasn't been coverage of the opposite side of this. Like, it, you know, especially day one footage, you see of all the, all the bad stuff happening right. in there, you know, Ashley Babbitt, all that stuff, but you're not seeing, you have, you have to go to these alternative sources to see, the the doors being opened by security and like these people just like walking within the stanchions you know like oh they're not you mean these people aren't ripping everything down they're like some people are just like chilling like looking around like right. why aren't why why isn't the media doing their job in covering that um you know like that that to me is is the most suspicious thing of all is like now these these state run uh news outlets are just they're just ignoring what's right in front of our face Again, with that Time Magazine article, you know, they, they they published that article right after the inauguration, the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. And it tell they told you they like, yeah, we took it, but it was for your own good. It's right. exactly like if you read if you read the article, that's that's the conclusion that comes to us. Yeah, we did, but it was for your own good. It's for democracy. You know how they like to say that. Yep. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's a lot. It's a big rabbit hole to go down. And I've been going down that rabbit hole since I watched I watched it live from my desk yelling, it's a trap from my <laughs> from my <laughs> cubicle at work <laughs> you know what i mean and is uh yeah it's it's a lot to that thing you know from the agent provocateurs that were you know influencing people to do certain things you know it only take a few to 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 make a, you know the mini look bad you know what i mean but there's yeah. a whole lot of questions that haven't been answered like why why wasn't the uh, national guard allowed right especially when donnie t asked for 10,000 troops and Nancy yep. Pelosi said no. Why did uh, 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 Mario Bowser say that the uh, the cap the, the the DC Metro Police couldn't help until mm -hmm. five o'clock p.m. that day, when everything was in the thick of it? You know, it's a whole lot of questions. You know, why was Nancy Pelosi's daughter there, filming her quote unquote documentary, just so happened to be there at the right place at the right time? Right. You know, why did every why did why did they, why did it get breached right as they were getting ready to vote? whether to certify it or send the votes back to the states to be recounted. There's a lot of questions that haven't been answered, but they'll, they'll gaslight us and say, Hey, this is the worst day. You know, this is the worst day in, in us history. Yeah. People fall for it. You know, people love to be willfully ignorant. You know, they don't want their belief system broken. They don't want to ask questions. If anybody asks any questions, they need to be banned. They need to be shut up. You know, they need to be treated like a leper. Right. Yeah. That's, that's always been the weird part of it for me is like when I, and I think that's why like the red pills went down so easy in like 2020 for me, 2019, because I was like, nobody's questioning this. Like the, the media's job 
Like their one job is to is to literally question everything. They're supposed to be like neutral in this fight. And they're supposed to question this side and that side and bring the facts to you. And instead, they were like just pushing things aside. Or, you know, the worst was the the Charlottesville quote that was completely snapped snapped out of context. And I'm like, yeah. you you can't cut it there. Like he there's right. a whole other part that changes that. <laughs> right. And I remember that. I watched that live. I watched it live. I watched it. I watched the Charlottesville stuff happen live between the rebel media and um what's her name? Melint Millie from from Infowars, I think her name was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going between the two. I had Periscope on my on my phone watching the Rebel Media, and I had the YouTube uh, feed going. And you know, I'm watching live everything that's happening down there, and then to watch the 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 news act like my eyes betrayed me. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was crazy right. to me. You know what I mean? And they pushed that narrative, like you said. They, I'm like, you can clearly see that they edited this, but people run with that same thing. They still say it to this day. Yeah. And then even if you show them the complete uh, uh, statement in context, it's like they short circuit and they can't, they can't compute it. And it's like, like, no, no, that's not, that's not what happened. Like I'm showing you it in context. No, but still I can't, you know, and then they start glitching out. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's the same thing right. with, you know, marching to the Capitol. You know, when he said that they cut it right there. And then you see when you play it. And so for example, I had a stream that I did on what's her name? Cassidy Hutchinson. And I was, I mean, I was ripping her entire testimony apart and I was, I played, you know, the context in which, you know, the, the, the committee wasn't playing it. And then I wake up at, I wake up at six in the morning, get ready for work, stream gone. I got a strike. I'm down for two weeks, stream gone completely. It still lives on rumble, but YouTube took that thing completely down. Wow. And I hadn't, I hadn't, it was no misinformation in there. I showed in context and all that other stuff. It was gone. They don't want that out there. They don't they don't want a narrative other than what they're trying to push, you know, in the ether. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was and that, that stream was doing numbers. That stream oh, was doing numbers and it was gone. Boom. Then I was down for two weeks, couldn't do anything. Yeah, it seems like it seems like the, a lot of these companies, especially YouTube, jumps on the whole like, well, we're doing it just just like that Time magazine said. We're doing it for your your protection. We're doing right. it so you stay safe. Because if people get this idea in their head something bad might happen and that seems to be an ongoing theme with a lot of things which is i don't know i like to think i don't know about you but i like to think that most people are pretty good you know given their natural faculties and their uh uh inclinations they will often help people before they hurt someone um right and like and i think i think a lot of this stuff like if, if someone's getting a lot of views on, on YouTube, well, A, maybe there's some truth to it, but B, it could just be morbid curiosity. You know how many times I've watched a YouTube video and done nothing with the information, just been like, oh, well, that's cool to know. Next, you know, like. Exactly. It, that's most that's what, do. Yeah, and that's what worries me. It's what's worried me about all this and why I started watching people like yourself and and, and Hotep Jesus and, and uh, um, Uncle Hotep. Like they, they were all, you guys are all like, saying things that I was like thinking. So it's like, okay, I'm not crazy. You know, like other people are thinking this stuff too. And I don't think it's a stretch that uh, things are getting out of hand. You know, I'm not so down the far down the rabbit hole that I think a giant cabal is trying to control everything, but you know, sometimes I can't help myself, but put on the tinfoil hat because some of it adds up. Um, 
So to that end, I thank you guys for doing what you do because I think you keep people informed where you can. Um, and I know YouTube's been hard on you guys. Uh, and did did um did they did you guys move pretty much a lot mostly to Rumble recently because of all the stuff like demonetization and such? Yeah. So what we did for the most part, like we still stream on YouTube, and you know, but we try to push our stuff to Rumble. So like you'll see us, especially like what I do is I'll start a stream for the most part on youtube and then if i'm like okay if i know that a topic might be a little too much i'll be like all right guys we're going for a rumble exclusive and then i'll cut the feed <laughs> yeah um but yeah once once so do you remember that jerome davis ad where he was sitting at his uh his breakfast table and he had the clan members coming through his yard and he had the ar-15 it was like a campaign ad yeah yeah so um i wake up one morning i got a strike and i don't know why they, I got to strike them down for two weeks. Don't even know why they didn't say they did. They just gave me, they gave me a, a stream that I did. And I'm like, what's wrong with this stream? So then I'm looking through the stream and I come across that ad and I'm like, it has to be this. It has yeah. to be. So then um, I raise a big stink on YouTube. I mean, on Twitter, a bunch of bigger YouTubers get behind me. Like that's not cool. Free Canon hotel, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, legal mindset gets a straight, gets a strike. Next thing you know, Hotel Jesus gets a strike. Next thing you know, uh, I think Chrissy Mayer got one. Mm -hmm. uh, the quartering, I think he got a warning. Um, a bunch of us, I think I forgot how many YouTubers got got for 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 praising that one ad. Yep. For praising that one ad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when that happened, a lot of us was like, you know what? Forget it. We're going to go. We're going to go Rumble exclusively, and I went Rumble exclusively for like a couple of months. Yeah. Then my subscribers were like, yo, you know, you should still probably still, you know, stay on YouTube a little bit, but just, you know, when you're ready to talk, you know, talk that talk, <laughs> cut the feed and, and go. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. We got Hotep TV over on Rumble. Uh, we're all three of a stream um, at least once a week over there. What do you think about? So this is something that I don't know. I, I've gone back and forth on the leaving YouTube leaving twitch because I, I start i made my start on twitch as a gaming streamer i love i love video games but i i think that i think there's some importance to fighting these battles on these battlegrounds right like so mm -hmm. twitch being a very liberal media, media outlet or you know outlet youtube the same way but i i, I do find that it's important that we have to find some way because this is where people are Right. Right. Like, and I agree you, with that. I know you're going. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's the unfortunate part is that as much as I don't want to like give Twitch money or YouTube money, like everyone's here and the minds that you want to like get into yeah. are here. You know, you're not going to get liberal minds on Rumble, very, yeah. very few. And, you know, I, I just, I think you stand a better chance. Like, what do you think about that? You think it's not, it's worth doing? No, I actually agree with you. So, um and that's another reason why my subscribers are like hey yo come back to you know youtube because i asked the question i said yo you think i should come back over here to youtube because i was only doing it for the the after party for hotel's been told you i was yeah. only doing thursdays and um <clears throat> i remember something that hotel jesus had said he said yo we you know we we the hearts like you just said the hearts and minds over here we gotta we gotta reach them where they are you know yeah. we gotta move we gotta move differently behind enemy lines i guess you should say right you know so like you said, like, for example, when Parlor was around, you know, it was just an echo chamber on Parlor. You know, we all thought the same thing, but it's like, OK, cool. We just preaching to the choir over here. I'm going to stay over here on Twitter. 
Right. Because this is where this is where the real fight is. You know what I mean? This is where the people whose minds need to be changed or an argument is going to happen is over here. Yep. You know what I mean? Same thing with true social. You know, it's an echo chamber. You know? Yeah. I think they got a better, you know, when it comes to like reporting news, I think it's better. But when it comes to the to the to the debates and the arguments and stuff like that, it's happening on X. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, we have to be there. As much as we don't want to be, as much as they stifle us, like I'm shadow banned beyond shadow ban i think i've been suspended from youtube at least five times since Damn. i've been streaming in the last two years um but th that's what this is where the fight is here on youtube is trying to figure out how to circumvent the algorithm and, and reach and reach new hearts and minds and, and change and change people's perspectives on uh you know important topics yeah it's it's just tough though because i mean it's like you're feeding the beast to some extent because they're getting their pay, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, well, they're, they get all the information. And I just think like, well, y'all have a cell phone in your pocket. Like you're being tracked. So that that's not the issue anymore. You know, it's just like, you know, like you're not, you're not getting away from anything. So you got to do what you can with what you have. And if everybody is watching on YouTube and it, it's not to say people shouldn't go that you want to go into truth social, you'll probably get some, you'll probably get some good banger news over there. Probably get some good tweets from Trump. Um, you know, go have fun. But I, I think you need to make a point to be in the places where people are because you're not you're not gonna change everyone's mind, but right. you'll get in there. And I don't know. And I mean, if I, you want to grift and you want to get money and you want to like, you know, yeah, truth social or you know, one of the places where everybody agrees with you, it's probably easier to go over there, grift and build your fan base or build your your following over there and bring it with you. But if you're really trying to do the work, you're really trying to change people's minds and 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 have people look at uh issues a different way, you have to you have to go into that 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 PvP zone, which yeah. you know, that's that's Twitter, you know what I mean? That's yep. YouTube, that's yeah. Twitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um have you ever streamed on Twitch? Tried to like get into that because I mean they do they have a whole podcasting channel. Do you guys do anything like uh, multi-stream onto Twitch too? I have it set up in my OBS and on my um on my stream deck. I just I don't I don't use it. I I was using it for a little bit, yeah. and then I just for some reason I just stopped. There was no particular reason why I stopped. I just I just stopped uh, doing it. Yeah, you know I never really gave Twitch um much of a chance. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that the, I think the political scene over there is like mm -hmm. growing a little bit. Like, I think okay. there are people who are keyed in. I, I have libertarian and uh, commentator like as tags on my stream. And I've actually had people come in because they were searching that tag. Um, so you, you might wow. be, you might be pleasantly surprised to find a political audience over there for, mm -hmm. for something. And I don't, honestly, I don't know. I know they ban people for, for wrong think and wrong speak. But I don't know how far it goes. And I don't know if I haven't heard much about like the political talk, like banning people. Um, I know, you know Gothic's got a bad rap over there in the beginning, right? Gothic's, yeah. I mean, she, it was, I mean, a lot of it was because she was a gamer. And then because she had, she dared think outside of the group with, uh, with, uh, what's it called there? Was that movie? Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah you know, that was, that was her, the coffin nail for her. And then she was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start speaking my mind. But I, th I think you, as someone who isn't like plugged into the gaming part of things mm -hmm. and then just doing political stuff, I think you might find, uh, you know, some decent people over there, but you know, I might have to, I might have to look more into that a little bit.
Yeah, for sure. Um, so you said you you said you're also a, a prepper. Um, yeah. So what to what extent do you do prepping? I know a few people who who prep, um, and honestly, <laughs> myself, I thought like it's probably a pretty good idea at this point to start prepping. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm still learning, right? Yeah. So I'm still learning. Um, but I have taken necessary steps with st- so at least so I, I know I can feed my family right and defend mm-hmm. them. So, but it's still yeah. things we're learning. Like I still need to learn first aid. Um, I still need to get a ham radio or something like that. You know, what I mean for communications if the lights went out. Um, everybody made fun of me. I bought one of those EMP shields and uh, I'm hoping it works. <laughs> I'm hoping it works. This, you know, they apparently the DOD they. They're putting them in their trucks, and I'm like, eh, if the government putting it in there, just like, maybe it'll work. I don't know. I said, if it don't work, then I guess I'm out of luck. You know, I got to use some contingencies. But um, I'm learning how to can uh, can meats. Um, I need to learn how to garden. I have no clue how to garden. I got a neighbor yeah. that I'm like, I figure like, uh, I'll trade him some bullets for like some some carrots or something crazy. But <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I can hunt. You know, I bow hunt and I rifle hunt. So, um. So that's the type of prepping I'm doing. Um, I want to buy some land somewhere so I can get the heck out of Dodge if things go south because I, I don't want to have to pop one of my neighbors in the tail if they try to come get my stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just you know I'm just looking at things and how it is, especially now that you got these billionaires building these bunkers. Now it's like, uh, which y'all know that we don't know. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, have you? Um, I don't know if you're a reader at all, but there's a great book that I would suggest you read. I think there's three books in this series, but the first one is the one I've read. It's called One Second After. Oh, yeah. I got all three. I got, yeah. That's the one that uh, Congress actually recommended, right? Newt Gingrich or something. Who does the forward? Yeah, Newt. Yeah, Newt Gingrich. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I read that book back in 2014, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, I think it was 2014. I got I got all three books. Yeah. I haven't finished the third book, though. I haven't finished okay. the third book. Um, but I have those. And I also... um. Shout out to Angry American. He's a part of the Council on Future Conflict. Kind of cool to run in his circle, but he has his um, Going Home series, which yeah. is along the lines of One Second After. So a lot of the stuff in that book I um I hear, you know, and I'll, I'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. I need to go ahead and incorporate that, you know. Right. Now my dad's starting to get on track with a lot of the stuff now, too. Like, um, I was at his house, and once he saw the movie um leave the world behind and he saw the civil war trailer like man they trying to they trying to hint at something he's like i need your order i need 15 water filters i need <laughs> i think i've ordered 20 power banks battery banks for like electronics yeah. i need that we, i need look i need you to find me a thousand rounds of 308 that's his favorite gun i don't know why that's his favorite gun bro 308s are nasty Oh, it's nasty. Where I got one sitting right there, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to. You can run with the 308. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the more, the more price savvy bullet. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my five, five, six. And he got the nerd to yell at me for my 300 blackout. We gonna find that for find that. At. I was like, that's fine. I got it. I got enough rounds. If we're running low, I got a lot of, I got a lot of five, five, six. But um, he's starting to get on track the whole proper thing. Um, canned goods, oodles and noodles, stuff like that that you, it can sustain you for a while. Yeah. Um, like I said, the canning, I'm um, getting into that, which is really interesting. I never even knew uh, that, you know, other than the cans you get at the, the grocery store, I didn't know that you could sit there and buy it. I, did, I just thought mason jars was for me to drink moonshine and iced tea out of <laughs> until, <laughs> until I started looking up canning. I'm like, oh, wait, what? It'll last me six years before it starts to, like, you know, uh, lose its nutrients, but it'll last 25 years of self self-stability. Yep. So, you know, I started getting interesting um, bug out bags, stuff like that. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, and uh, 
you know, I'm starting to kind of get into some of these uh, these prepper groups like um, Joe Dolio with Future Conflict. He has his tactical wisdom books, which is amazing. You know, he goes over everything from ham radios to first aid and stuff like that. Um, my homeboy, Just Josh, um, we're going to start collaborating a lot. I know he's big into it. He, I'm sure he knows a lot more than I know about it, but it's I'm learning. Right. And I just I'm just I just want to make sure that if the lights go out or if we got a natural disaster, because we got 2024 started off hot, <laughs> sort of real hot. Yeah. You know, we got we got tsunamis and earthquakes happening in Japan and and all that other stuff. And I'm sitting there like, man, I was like, you know, we get a natural disaster. My father said he ain't got no lights right now. He said, he said, Damn. something going on. Why well, ain't got no lights? I said, well, there's this crazy storm that we got going on where the kids, kids get out two hours or they have a two hour delay for wind and rain. Yep. Never heard of it in my life. Nope. But, but um, he don't have no lights right now, you know? And I'm look, I thought about what happened in Texas a few years back or what happened in Puerto Rico and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, if you don't have to be a lights out situation or an attack. It could just be a natural disaster. And we got to fend for ourselves for a few weeks. You know what yep. I mean? You need to make sure you yeah. got food and sure you got water. And I got to make sure I can protect you guys if, you know, some people want to come get what we got. Yeah. You know, so that was the whole uh, thing behind that. So. Yeah, it's it. Isn't it? Isn't it wild? I, I talk about this a lot and I, I see people. I see the brain rot on Twitter sometimes and like what people what they commit themselves to on a daily basis on, on that app and that, and that website and it, but it just, it goes to show like we've lost purpose. Like look at all the things that you just mentioned. And most of the stuff that you're talking about has been like, literally the lights go out. Like you need to know all that stuff. You don't know how to can food. You don't know how to hunt. Like you don't know how to protect yourself. It's, it's all up to you. Right. It's all up to you. And nobody, myself included, doesn't know like how to like, well, there's a few people who really know how to take care of themselves 360 degrees, but like most people are done, man. And that shit is scary. And the funny part is when people ask me about, well, how'd you get into guns? And I tell them, I say uh, rapper out of Atlanta named Killer Mike, right? Hmm. He was at a, uh, I don't know if he was at a town hall or what, and he was ripping them a new one. He said, how how many of y'all know martial arts? How many of y'all shoot on a regular basis? How many of y'all know how to fish? How many of y'all know? He said, I love you, but you ain't ready to revolt S. You ain't ready to revolt nothing. Yeah. He said, you ain't ready to, to you can't feed yourself. You can't protect yourself. You can't, you say, you can't grow your own food. And I, it hit me hard. And I went, yeah. I, was talk, I went to my dad's office like that. We ain't ready if some things go down here. Oh, what are you talking about? I told you guys, you know, you guys been in martial arts all your lives. Blah, 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 blah. I said, I'm talking about guns. We ain't, we don't know how to hunt. We don't know how to uh, uh, shoot. We don't know none of that. So that's when we really started to get into everything. It was around yeah. 2015, especially when old Hill Dog was was doing that war cry with Russia. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, uh oh. I was like, I think we need to learn some things, you know, because I was like, Red Dawn, Red Dawn, Red Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and what people don't understand is they hear they hear someone say, I'm a prepper, and they automatically think, oh, you know, they, they yeah. think of the Alex Jones meme putting the tinfoil hat on. And the, it couldn't be necessarily farther from the truth because what it is, it's preparing you for skills. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, uh, Civil War stuff or anything. Like, you, you just become less dependent on the system. And anyone with half a brain cell would know, like that's a good thing. I don't. Oh, you mean I don't have to go into the supermarket 
and buy every single thing. Like I can, I can spend the day tending my garden or know how to like fix something or just communicate with someone halfway across the world. Cause I can run my ham radio or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just right. like all that stuff. Again, it, it gives people a purpose. I get up, I can get up today because I have stuff to do. Cause if I don't do it, I'm out of here, you know, like right. literally 80 years ago. Everyone yeah, did. That's how our great grandparents lived. You know what I mean? That was that, that was a daily thing for them. You know what I mean? It was just get up and that's what they did. You know what I mean? Back right. in those Dr. Quinn medicine woman days, you know <laughs> what I mean? They, yeah. they got up and that's how they live. You know, I, I commend a lot of those people that do the homesteading. I'm like, man, that's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? I would love some land so I could do some homesteading like that. Yep. Um, and, 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 you know, and I have to be like, you know, I got a great neighborhood. I live in a great community, but it's like a thousand houses in this community. You know what I mean? Yeah. And imagine a thousand people trying to descend on you because you don't want any left your house in a few days. Right. You know, yeah. but it's, you know, and it's, and it's nothing wrong with it. And if nothing happened, guess what? You got some canned goods downstairs. You can eat. You right. And I mean? just, just go, you know, have a little dinner party or something. Invite people over to eat all your food. Right. And, and, and the thing is you have, you have kids. And so mm-hmm. as you're learning this stuff, your kids can learn it. Um, at least your son and like maybe your daughter won't, but like at least that he would like learn something. Your daughter would probably learn something too through all this, even just by watching what you're doing. And there's nothing more valuable than being able to pass those skills on to your offspring. That's the whole idea. That's how we got where we are today because our great, great grandparents, great grandparents were all doing that stuff because they had to. And there's nothing wrong with, I mean, technology is always going to get better. You know, right. uh, I have a feeling we're reaching somewhat of a plateau. Like, I don't know how much fucking better it can get. Like, <laughs> you get so lazy that some other fat asshole can bring you food because you're too lazy to make it. Like, right. That's, exactly. that's where we're at, you know? Like, we about to be in the Wally era. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I just, I think that's super important. And it's something that I've even thought is, like, I work in the trades. I work in, uh, in construction. Mm-hmm. And, like, people don't even know how to, like, fix basic stuff around their house, you know, basic electrical engineering. Um, and it's eventually you're going to need it. You know, if, if for nothing else, you'll save yourself a few bucks because you can wire a light in your house, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would take, you know, I forgot who said it, but I would take an electrician over a thousand revolutionaries. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a niche, you know, uh, job soon because nobody wants to do it. Everybody wants to be on the internet. Everyone, Everybody want to be TikTok famous. You know what I mean? These kids aren't aspiring to be electricians and carpenters and plumbers. You know, that's not the it's not the sexy job. You know what I mean? They want to talk about, ooh, glizzy, ooh, glizzy. Thank you for the rose. Thank you for the rose. You know what I mean? Versus learning a skill. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of learning a skill, you know what I mean? Like I was in um I was I'm my my uh, my degree is in electronics engineering. Yeah. You know, I was an, and I was an electrical apprentice for a couple of years. You know, I had and then my grandfather was a carpenter and I was helping him with that stuff when I was 11, 12 years old, helping him. You know, I know how to, I know how to frame out a room, you know, yep. I know the basics of plumbing and electrical work and stuff like that. You know, I learned it from my grandfather and it, and those skills can they transition in my, you know, they transfer in my life all the time, you know? So like, even with the prepping stuff, if you don't got to go hunt to, to, to feed your family before, so they don't got to starve, at least you know how to hunt. At least you got that skill under your belt, you know? jujitsu yep. you know you you know hand-to-hand combat at least you got that skill under your belt yep you know what i mean it doesn't hurt to have it you know it ain't like oh darn the world's not going to end i'm not going to use this stuff like no you still can use it 
Right. You know, why not learn those skills? Learn CPR. Right. You know, there was a lady we had a we had a, a holiday party at my job and she had a seizure right then and there. And, you know, I know what I know. And, and another lady knew what we know and between me and her. We were able to, you know, because, you know, with people with seizures, you just got to let them come out of it. Yeah. Um, we were able to keep, you know, her her, I guess, calm, for lack of a better term, until the paramedics got there and while everybody else was in a panic. You yep. know, like that one time where I needed that skill, it came in handy. Yeah. Yeah. I have seizures too. So it's like one of those, like I tell my wife, like move stuff away from me. Don't put anything in my mouth. If any, if you're going to move me, just push me up on my side. Yeah. So if I do throw up or if anything, any liquid comes out of me, it just runs out. Yeah. But 220 pounds uh, is hard to move. <laughs> yeah. You know, and dead weight. Is, is, I can, uh, hey, I'm two two ninety this morning when I woke up. Damn, fat ass. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. All right, I'm, I'm coming down. But um, yeah, it's, it's it doesn't hurt to have those skills at all. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. hurt to know that stuff. Like I said, your great grandparents. That's how they they had to know it. That's mm-hmm. how they had to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was nothing for them because that's just the way things were. Yeah. You know, why can't you just take a couple of hours out of your day and go water some plants outside that might grow into some tomatoes? You can do it in a Home Depot bucket. Right. You yeah, know? those are free. You just got to buy some. Just grab <laughs> yeah. one of those buckets and walk out of there. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It's I, I it's good to hear, like, you say that because I think I think people forget. And I, and I, I say this, like, jokingly a lot with my audience. I say, you know, I'm really putting myself out of a job. Because I don't want you guys to stay here and like watch me for hours on end. Like if you get anything out of these conversations is take the information you need. And then when you're done with it, unplug, go outside, like for, 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 uh, at the risk of sounding cliche, like go touch grass because guess what? Like that's the world out there. Twitter is a small snapshot that's curated just for you and your likes and it, you know, we all live in an echo chamber there. It's very few people have both sides of the conversation on Twitter. You know, it's, it's a mess, you know, but people, they're not involved with their community anymore. And I actually got a hard lesson maybe three weeks ago. I went down to the park with my, with my son, brought his bike down there. He's playing with another kid. And, uh, they, they live like across the park from, you know, this big giant field. They live in the back corner. And uh, they're about to go home. So the kids are riding their bikes and I'm walking with the, the father and just started talking to him, you know, just like talking about what we do. And it, and it hit me at that moment. And I'm like, I'm not involved with the people that are closest to me enough. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people are. And that's, that's kind of scary too. You know, it just made, it just opened my eyes to like, there's so much more out there yeah. than this drama on online, you know, exactly. Your family and community mean a lot. Yeah. And, and even, even like to, to the ends of like prepping, you know, like knowing being close with the people, especially, you know, right next to you. Exactly. It's pretty valuable. Yeah. Like I was saying, my neighbor, that's my, that's my cousin. I didn't know it was my cousin until I bought my house. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of found out she, well, she married one of my uncles. Oh, okay. my grandfather's uh, 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 brothers or whatever, and I was like, man, you know, but they're the ones that know how to how to garden. Yep, you know, and I hunt, 
So it's like, hey, we can do a trade if some things go down. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, why not? You know, build a community. There's nothing wrong with it. That's why I love Hotep. We're a community. We're a community and we feed off each other. We got people that have all sorts of different skill sets and we learn, you know what I mean, um, from each other. Uh, and it's, it's a great thing to be, you know, we're great. Like Jesus always said, we build Hotepistan and we all just move out there and just, <laughs> you know, we all just make sure we're good to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like humans were pack animals. We want to be, we want to belong to a group. You know what yeah. I mean? It's natural, you know. But it doesn't hurt to find a group of like-minded individuals that you know you can depend on. Should something do go south? Yeah. Um, I wanted to share a quote with you and get your thought on it because I heard it and I and I thought, man, I don't know, I don't know if people think about this stuff enough. You know, like really sit down and, and think about life and how real it can be. Um, let me read it for you and then we can, we can talk about it. Um, I don't even know if this is said by someone. It was just, it could have been AI generated for all I know now these days. Um, the quote is sometimes suffering is just suffering. It doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't build character. It only hurts. We only, we don't always get what we deserve. Sometimes we get more. Sometimes we get less. At least we get something. The thing is when you're, when you're young, you always think that you're, You'll meet all sorts of wonderful people that drifting apart and losing friends is natural. You don't worry it at first about the friends you leave behind, but as you get older, it gets harder to build friendships. Too many defenses, too little opportunity. You get busy. And by the time you've realized that you've lost the, your, the most dearest friend you've ever had, years have gone by and you're mature enough to be embarrassed by your attitude and frankly, by your arrogance. Mm. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Cause you seem like, I mean, from our conversation so far, you seem like a pretty down to earth dude. Um, and uh, yeah, so one thing to see. What I mean, on. I've always said it and uh, life is suffering. That's what it is. Life is suffering. That's what it is, you know. Uh, and I think that's we're supposed to learn through suffering. You know what I mean? Um, and I also try to live my life humbly. You know, um, I try not to, you know, be uh, big headed or you know, think that I'm better than other people or superior. You know what I mean? That's just not how I am. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that, uh, I guess the more humble you are, um, the more willing you are to learn from, you know, whether it's like we talk about with trades or skills and, and learn from, you know, your mistakes in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I really liked, I like that quote. You said, you're not sure who, uh, who said it. Yeah. Well, it, it came across my TikTok feed and you I know, like I, a lot of stuff is like I get a lot of like stoicism stuff mm -hmm. that pops up and I just I I've been taking the more realistic route and understanding the like the need to embrace the suffering. You know, life life yeah. is suffering. You know, it, it sometimes it's really bad, sometimes it's not so bad. But it's for um, a reason. It's yeah. For a reason. Or or even sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes you just sometimes you just get hurt and there may not yeah. be something behind it. Um or maybe the reason is just to pick yourself up because yeah. you build that resolve. Yeah, yeah, build that resolve. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Uh, the, it builds character. Yeah, and and even that, and even like the part about friendships, and I think that's something I've said before. I said it a while ago. Youth is wasted on the young um, because you you think you have all this time, right? You think your friends will be there, or or hey, I'll, I'll just make new friends, you know? And then you get to be. 40 and you're like, Oh, like I don't have a whole lot of friends. And it's, it's, you would think after all that experience, it'd be easy to make friends, you know? 
but, but I, I, I look at it as like <laughs> you just weeded out the ones that weren't supposed to be there. Right. You know? Yeah. You um, know, like my circle's gotten smaller and smaller as I've gotten older. Yeah. I think it's because, and I, for me, I think it's because I've become more unapologetically myself. Like the yeah. more I voiced what I believed, the more people were just like, all right. I'm like, okay, well, if you can't handle it, you know, that's, that's your bad. Um, yeah. I mean, that happened to a lot of people in 2016, <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're right. You know, plus with me, it's like, I learned who my friends really are, you know what I mean? And I learned who I can really depend on, you know, and who yeah. can depend on me. And that's the ones that I, I rock with, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. that I, you know, at a moment's notice, uh, like my best friend, best friend in the whole world. I got a best friend named Brandon Mason. We've been friends since seven. I know that if I need something, it's happening. Yep. There's no, there's no questions asked why none of that. My cousin, I got a cousin, Brian, same thing. If I need anything, it's not, well, what's up? Why you need it? It's like, all right, no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, one of my great friends, he's another, I call him my brother named Tim. Wife, they dropped everything to help us yesterday with, with funeral, with the repass and, stuff like that no problem it wasn't a, it wasn't a question yeah you no know, it wasn't an excuse well we can't nope it's like well you need us yeah you know what i mean you need that's that's the people you want in your circle that's the people you want to help your life suck less you know right like you said life is suffering man like you you learn from those painful mistakes you know what i mean or you don't like you said it could just be out of nowhere like where did that come from that hurt you know right. what I mean? But it's those people in your life that you can depend on that help you pick yourself back up and dust yourself off and get you back on the right track. Yeah. Um, I, I thought of this uh, Jordan Peterson quote, and uh, I don't know what you think of him, but uh, I, I enjoy some of his earlier advice. Um, I think he's got a little nuts recently, but one of the things he says is uh, like, you, you should be capable of violence. Um, yeah. Not that you should be violent, but that you should be capable of it because, um, you know, the alternative is that you're weak and that's not good. Um, and I just like, you know, going back to like the whole prepping thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. A violent, a violent man is a good man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a violent man is a good man that, that knows how to be violent. I forgot. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I heard that. I heard that a couple of years ago and I was like, he's right. You know what I mean? I would say something similar to that, but it wasn't exactly as eloquent as uh, right. as Jordan Peterson put it. But he's right. You know, I'm mild mannered. You know, I have every skill to hurt you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I choose not to because I'm disciplined. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? And, yep. and it's only to protect and not to, you know, to 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 just go out here all willy nilly and just exude my masculine every you know on people is it's, i'm i'm disciplined and i'm dangerous but at the same time i can control it right and and yep. you know dane you know a good man is a dangerous man i think so and i think that what, what's the other one you know hard times make strong men you know what i mean strong men yep. make good times good times make me weak men yeah you know i'm one of those guys that i would like to think that you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strong man that was raised by a strong man. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You know, my dad yep. was one of those, he was a, he was, he was, he wasn't a hard ass, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't a hard ass, but he wasn't, you know, 
uh, soft either. You know what I mean? Right. You know, yeah. 50 push-ups before you go to the bus. You miss the bus, you walking. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Stuff yeah. like they ain't gonna have no fat kids and da 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 da. Yeah. You know, or you know, like I said, UFC came out what 92, 93. Mm-hmm. I'm probably I'm I'm what eight or nine years old and knowing the rear naked choking and arm bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. I a uh, star football player, and I could have a 200 yard game. My dad gonna be like, you know, you could have had another touchdown. You missed that yeah. hole. And I'm yeah. in the yard now. I gotta now I gotta sit here in the yard with him and I gotta go over what I messed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but it made me a strong man. You right. know what I mean? It made yep. me strive for greatness and not mediocrity and and being content with where I am. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard too because you wanna you wanna walk that line of giving your kids an easier life. Right. But but part of that is like you, you need to know when you you need to know when to go headlong into something and yeah. and and suffer a little bit more because i that's your greatest moments of growth are you know after those painful painful uh you know times and or it can be you know like that's the time to pick yourself up get those calluses get stronger um right. and it's it's easy to to want to protect and say, Oh no, it's okay. Like take it easy. Like, no, those are the times to like, you know, hit it harder, like yeah. bounce back. Uh, and you know, it, I think it's, it's one of the reasons you see a lot of things, uh, happen, you know, technology advances because you want to make it easier for people, but you forget to teach them when to put the easy stuff down, you know, right. you know, tablets and, you know, all this online connectivity. It's like, well, sometimes picking up the phone and calling someone or walking somewhere, is the way to do it because that's how we got where we are, you know, because yeah. it, it was a little bit more difficult and, you know, but I think at the end of the day, what I think comes back down to is we want to save everyone where I think before a lot of this technology came out, acceptable losses was a thing. We knew that not everyone was going to make it, but now that we are where we are, we have, we almost have the capability to literally save everybody. And it's a hard pill to swallow to say, well, if you can't do that, you might just not make it. You know, that some of the people we love might not make it. That's true, but you don't want them, you don't want to see that happen. But right. It it needs to like you said, like we said, you know, you know, good times make weak people or weak men, you know. They we you get you have to tell them that, you know what I mean? You can't have that participation trophy. You can't you can't succeed by way of my coattails. You're gonna have to learn how to fish yourself right yeah you know what i mean um but it is getting harder and harder to do that especially as parents you know what i mean like we want to give like you said before we want to give our kids the things we didn't have yeah you know but it can be a detriment as well giving our kids the stuff that we didn't have because you know um they could take that for granted and 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 it can make them lazy right you know what I mean? And that's what you'd want to try to avoid. And that's what I'm trying to avoid with my kids. My kids are lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, get that out of them. But yeah, you know, I, I agree with what you said. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta learn like wh- where, when do I snatch that? When do I take that safety net out? Like when do I let my kids fall on their head, yeah. um, go broke, whatever, you know, like we all got to ex- experience it to some degree. Like maybe you let them go broke, but then 
you know, maybe you find a way to that you can help them and they can, they can earn that back. You know, it's, it's hard because you don't want them, you don't want to put them in a bad situation, but you need them smart enough to, to learn. Like once I make that bad choice, they need that suffering so they can build their character and that resolve. Right. Yeah. But it's probably the hardest thing in the world to do. Uh, I mean, seeing my innocent little six-year-old, I can't like, I'm like, man, this kid, he does, he doesn't know evil. He's just the nicest, purest form of a human. Mm -hmm. And to know that I'll have to, you know, those lessons will have to be learned. Yeah. It like breaks my heart, you know? Right. But you got to make sure he's ready for it. Cause you know, like I told my daughter, yeah, I said, when, I said, me and your mom, we're not going to always be here. Yeah. You know, and my son, you know, he's very smart, but he's on the spectrum, but he's very yeah. smart. You know what I mean? I said, me and your mom, not going to always be here. You know what I mean? I think it was, it came, it came about because she was apprehensive about some things that I didn't want her to be apprehensive about. Yeah. <clears throat> and I said, I need you to know these things. I need you to learn these things. I need to be able to depend on you. You know, should that happen? And I need you to be able to take care of your brother. You know, and it kind of clicked with my daughter. It's like, yeah. I, I understand now that, you know what I mean? You yeah. know, it's, it's just trying to, because that's my biggest fear in life. Well, I got two fears. I don't want to come home and see my family stretched out on the on the ground because some crazy person. That's why you see all this stuff behind me. You know, even right. my wife know how to shoot. But I also don't want to leave this world. My kids aren't prepared for life. Yeah. Yeah. You because know I, mean? I can't protect them all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that that i think that scares me more than anything like i think losing a child is obviously a huge fear but the other one the very close second is them not having me or not having their mom right. um to to care for them and continue to to be there for them because that um and it it's weird it's weird how kids change you you know they like they they soften that hard outer shell that you build but i mean i know i'm sure you know your daughter could probably melt you into a puddle you know, but you're, you're still like around anyone else. You're just the hardest motherfucker around. Right. Um, but it's, I mean, that's just what they do. And I think, I think it's a testament to what, you know, you as a father, but also like as a caregiver and all that, like, you, you know what you need to do. Um, it's tough, man. Being a parent is the hardest job in the world and it's it worth is. every second, every second of it, every second of it, even when, your daughter asked for a BMW. Don't know. Don't know who she thinks she who she thinks she talked to. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that one's coming for me. I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, good luck that with that. <laughs> age of social media. The age of social media. The, those unrealistic expectations that people put on life because of that 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 sixty second clip on TikTok or that picture they see on IG. Mm. Yep. 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 Um, I was going to ask you something too, like with, with your, have you always been with your, like, I guess, political alignment, mm -hmm. have you always been like this or did you ever find yourself in a more like, uh, a more liberal mindset and then have like awakening? Like a lot of people, a lot of people I talked to mm -hmm. like used to be super liberal Democrat and then something happened and they were like, Nope, that's not, that's not what I'm doing. What, what was your story like? So it's interesting, right? So I grew up in, in Baltimore City. Um, it's a blue city, right? Yep. Family, my father, Democrat, my mother, Democrat, I'm Democrat. Um, but the thing about it is the values that we held, right? 
yeah. were more what conservative values are now. Right. So as that pendulum, that the goalpost started being moved, we were still in our convictions on what we considered to be, you know, uh, limited government, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when, you know, 2016 came around, I really started paying attention to politics. I got like the last, the last uh, term for Obama. That's, I kind of started paying attention then because I wanted to yeah. see what he did with his last term because I got fooled for the second time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's going to do it this time, guys. This is his last term. He going ham. He getting it all through. We getting everything, guys. <laughs> and nothing happened. And then I was like, okay, well, that was the letdown. So then, you know, Donnie T come out of nowhere and I start listening to him and I'm like, this guy has no plan. He sounds crazy. But then I'm listening to the other side and I'm like, they're just as they're they're worse. You know, I'm right. like, oh, wait, what? What? What's wrong with a wall? I'm like, Obama said he wanted a wall in 20 in uh, 2008. Yep. You know, I'm like, why is this a problem? I was down for that. That's one of the things I hope he he followed through with, you know, and then I'm just sitting there and I'm like, yo. The goalpost has moved dramatically with the Democrats. I can't relate. Yeah. I can't relate. And then I started listening more and more to Donnie T. I'm like, well, that make more sense. I don't, he don't got a plan on how he getting there, but that's what I, that's what I like. So, um, I started to kind of gravitate to him a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, then my dad was still thinking he was, he was nuts. And then next thing you know, I started showing my dad some things and he's like, huh. And then my dad, you know, my dad, Trump train, still is to this day. And it's funny because I tell people all the time, if you heard my dad talk, <laughs> you think he was some racist white man from Texas. <laughs> he just a, he just a, he a black man from Cherry Hill, Baltimore City. Yeah. My dad is lawless. He don't owe nobody nothing. He has his own money. You know what I mean? He does. He does what he wants. He sounds he's the, he sounds like Donnie, but like Donald Trump. He sounds like say. so. Yeah. I went into a speaking Trump because that's how my dad talks. I would argue to say my dad talks worse. Yeah. And don't care. You know what I mean? But um, I started listening to him. I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'm down with that because that's what the Democrats was down with for like eight years ago. What, what, what changed? Right. You know, this is what they were. This is what they were campaigning on. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. And um, I think that he did a fantastic job. And, and, um, Right now, I'm unaffiliated. I'm not a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I'm not. Uh, well, I mean, I'm conservative as far as like the way I live, but um, right. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, libertarian, libertarian. I'm unaffiliated. Like when I went and got my driver's license renewed, I put unaffiliated. Yeah. So yep. I'm now I'm just who's for me? Who's for me and what I and what I hold dear? If you're for me and what I hold dear, I'll, I'll, I'll come holler at you. You know what I mean? Um, other than that, you can kick rocks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, I don't trust politicians as far as I can throw them. Right. I think, I think the, I think people who simp for them are like a lot of times are just, I think it's kind of weird. Like I, I, I'm with you too. With like, you know, I, I think, I think the world in some regards needed Trump to, to come out. Cause a, you could see all these people's brains just, break there's a there's a someone on on facebook who i will constantly i'll just egg him on because i know he will engage with it you know he does he won't even spell the guy's name right because he's like i'm not even gonna give him points in the algorithm i'm just gonna (laughs) like it's just stupid like he 
it's so crazy like how anti-Trump people can be or anti-Republican. I'm just like, you always need to live your life. First of all, like white or, you know, blue, yellow, red, whatever. Like most of these guys are just trying to line their own pockets with money. They don't give a shit about you. They'll use you to get votes, get in, make their money, make their fortune. And then, and, uh, and retire when they're fucking 90 years old and die in their wheelchair. You know, like it's, it's, it's not a great setup right now. It's all broken, but yeah, I, I respected Trump for, for his honesty and not really, I mean, in some respects, not pretending to be anything he wasn't. He's not a politician. He's a he's a real estate mogul from New York. Yeah, what he told exactly what he was. You know, so yeah. not a, he wasn't even a Republican. He just ran a Republican ticket because that's the one he could get on. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? You know, but um, shout out to the Hoteps in the chat, man. But uh, me, uh, Metastep says, uh, wait, they have, uh, they have you put your political leanings on your driver's license. No, so um, when you when you get your driver's license, they register you f- to vote if you want to. Yeah. And if you're already registered to vote, they ask you if there's anything you want to change about your voting uh, pro- proclivities. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm unaffiliated. I can't I can't do I can't deal with either. But back to your thing, I agree. You know, you have those uh, uh, those grifters out there who go super hard for one particular candidate because it's, it gets them clicks and stuff like that. I don't even know if they really go agree with the candidates sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's all a dog and pony show for you know for the most part. Oh know? yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's but like I can't you can't trust any politician as far as you can throw them. Donald Trump threw wrench uh, threw a wrench in the gears in 2016. You know what sure I mean? Act a lot of that stuff they wanted to get past off kilter, yep. and they working at a breakneck speed to try to get it back. And they don't yeah. hail mary they can throw right now to try to keep him from running again because they have yeah. nobody that can beat him. Nobody. It's really, it even looks like Michelle Obama looks like she about to throw her hat in the ring. <laughs> oh, Big Mike! Big Mike's going in the yeah, ring. Big Mike! Big Mike might get in there. What do you think? What do you think about Vivek? Have you Have you listened to him talk at all? I have, and I don't trust him. Yeah, I'm with I don't you. Trust him. I, like, he says everything. Like, so I said this on my stream. He says he says all the right stuff. It's no reason for me not to like him. Right. And he said, like I said, I said he's running the twenty, he's running the twenty sixteen playbook perfect. Yeah, you know what hills to die on, and everything. He's running a perfect race. Yeah, in my opinion, he's 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 like his persona he's portraying. Uh, it's hard not to like. Yeah, I just think that when I saw that he was uh, funded by you know uh, 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 the Soros, is the people like well, it was his it was his brother. I'm like, well, it's the same money. You know, I don't think it matters. But at the same time, like I just he was with he's bought at that think tank. And I'm sitting there like I just got a feeling that he's gonna do a heel turn if he was to get in, just like uh Barry O did. Yeah, that that's what I'm afraid I, of. But he says all the right things. I didn't I don't think I knew that he was funded through like I mean Soros adjacent money, we'll say. Yeah, it was um, adjacent money. Like that yeah, I mean that that just that to me makes him a little bit more suspicious. I've I've certainly thought the same thing. Like man, like he hasn't slipped up once. Like Not he is hard. just like perfect. Like just saying everything everyone wants. Even some of the big, uh, even some of the big conservative pundits have been like, oh man, like this is this is our dude. And I'm like, wow. Right. Like I mean, he, so, he dismantled CNN about the January 6th narrative. He dismantled them. Yeah. 
And I'm like, yo, you can't help but to like him. I said, I just don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust yeah. him. Like, I, I'm, I mean, he could very well be genuine. I just don't think that's the case. Then you got some people in the hotel community like, yo, I think he's a, I think he a Trump surrogate. I think him and Trump working together. Because, because you got Benny, you got Benny uh, Johnson on the, on his, on his team and all this other stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching him run the 2016 playbook. I was like, yeah. y'all might be right. Y'all might be right. He could very well be. I don't know. I just don't trust him right now. I really don't. But he's, you can't help but to like him. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still the beginning of 2024. It's a long year, yeah. plenty of time to mess up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know if he's gonna, he's just, he's on it. He's saying the right things. He like, all he's got to do is, is sway the right people. Yeah. And, you know, Trump won't stand a chance. Cause I mean, He's got a good smile. He speaks well. He, you know, he's he's everything that Trump isn't. You know, like right, he's polished. Still pushed, yeah, but pushing, yeah. He's a polished Trump at this point, which it might be enough to take those votes away. I don't know. I don't know though. Trump's yeah. got some big supporters, man. He does. It's gonna be interesting. But I'm starting to see this pendulum swinging with the uh, the influencers starting to kind of sway the way of vivid. Yeah. So that could give him a big hit, a big hit too. But I still don't. Right now, I still don't think any anybody on either side can can touch Donnie T yet. Um, like I said, they're going to need to pull a Hail Mary like a Michelle Obama that could probably pull the ass queens, you know, uh, vote. You know what I mean? The people doing the electric slide in the middle of the street pull their vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's going to need. They had they had RFK, but they didn't want him. They didn't even give him Secret Service detail. I'm like, did y'all not see what happened to his grandfather? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just like, geez, like really, you know, uh, or his uncle, I guess was his uncle anyway, but yeah, you know, so his I think uncle, his yeah. Uncle. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just sitting there like, y'all didn't see what like, he, you know, y'all won't give him any protection. I'm like, they yeah. really don't like that guy. So I'm like, and that's another thing that could, you know, hurt the, the Democrats is the fact that RFK is going to pull a lot of votes from them too. Yeah. The problem with RFK is he's too much of a, he, he talks like a conservative sometimes on vaccines. He does. So that's the thing. Like but vaccines, his, his climate is, change and his his gun stance is still very much libertarian, liberal. Yeah, no. yeah, and that's you know, but the vaccine thing, I think they've they've really cornered that market in in that narrative, saying, "Oh, anyone who's saying this, like, no way, not on our team." So we'll just, you know, I mean, they couldn't even keep Bernie in the race. They <laughs> they, they threw Bernie on the bus twice. That guy's is like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is weird. The DNC is. Spucked from wall to wall, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I agree. Uh, we're going to see what happens. It's going to be an interesting uh, election season. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I, I don't want to do political stuff all that much anymore. But like this year, I'm just like, man, could be good for the for my numbers, though. Oh, <laughs> it's the... definitely going to be good for the grift. I'm going to tell you that much. Yeah. It's the dark side of the grift and the light side of the grift, we always say. But yeah. you're doing that light side of the grift. But yeah, it's definitely going to be a good grift. It's if we can get past, you know, because they even starting to stifle like Tim Pool numbers. Yeah. You know, anybody that's talking news or whatever, I got to the point where I kind of stopped putting things in the tags just to see. Yeah. What yeah. I feel like they're reading those tags like, nope, <laughs> throttle yeah. that one. <laughs> you know? So it's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what kind of magic trick they pull out of their hat this time. 
Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see how it breaks people again, especially once once Trump becomes a little bit more front and center. They're going to have to start covering him a little bit more. Um, and then if he even does, I would like to see him on a debate stage. Honestly, I think. Yeah. I mean, what I would like to see is, and I said this on my stream before. I don't even want to see him on a debate stage. That's what I want to see. I want to see him like this, how we are, with a lower third screen. And he just do a stream, just berating and, and rebutting everything that they say on the stream, where he can pause it and go as long as he want and explain things or whatever and keep going on like him him live reacting to the debates. I think if he did that, that would do bigger numbers than any uh any uh media outlet that actually that's actually hosting the debates. And that would give him a huge, a huge uh uh um what's the word uh advantage. Oh yeah, everybody. Because yep. nobody's going to do that, you know. Chris Christie want to keep talking crap. Pause the video <laughs> and just yeah. give him two minutes of help. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't say nothing, and everybody watching you. Look at what happened when they did the Tucker Carlson interview. More people watched that than they did the debate. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right, man. Like, it, seriously, it's and hopefully, you know what? Maybe somewhere. Someone from his team will see this. Yeah, do it, exactly. and then make sure you attribute it to my boy here because, like, it's it needs to. I think if he takes advantage of those things, he could do banger numbers. I mean, the Tucker Carlson one was. I mean, if nothing else, is probably proof of that. Twenty sixteen um, was one on memes. Remember that? Hell, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Twenty twenty four would be one with some live streams. <laughs> yeah just saying oh oh man well listen man i uh i appreciate this this uh this conversation it's been fun um i wanted to step into the into the back room as it were and mm-hmm. do a little exclusive for my my locals members so they can uh have a, a little bit of uh behind the scenes with you and i do a couple minutes there but uh thank you man do you have anything coming up that you want to uh let people know about no just uh Wednesday nights uh, at eight. Well, tomorrow will probably be more like around ten o'clock. But Wednesday nights on Cannon Hotel YouTube channel, Cannon Hotel Rumble channel, uh, Cannon speaks. Um, you can hear me talk all my craziness over there. Um, we got the Grifties coming up March ninth uh, in New Jersey. If you go to hotepnation.com, hit the Grifties tab, get yourself a ticket. We're gonna be at the Comedy Dojo in New Jersey. We're doing this live for the first time, and uh, I think this is what the this is the third or fourth annual grifties i think yeah you know i'll be there hotel jesus uncle hotel we're gonna be live it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be fun uh tickets are 25 bucks get a ticket if you close by come out and have fun with us wait where where in where in jersey um let me see just had it up my best friend lives in jersey maybe i'll make a point to go uh visit him in march let me see i just had it up um where's this at yeah, fourth annual. We're gonna be at uh Morris Plains, New Jersey. Oh, dude, that's like really I used to go to I used to go to school in Morris County, which was okay. I it was in Madison, so it was very close to Morris Plains. Yep. So Morris Plains, uh 231 Speedwell Avenue, uh the dojo of comedy. Damn. It's gonna be a good well, time. Heck, I might even show up to that because that sounds 
<laughs> I was just gonna ask you if you guys do any like live events, like meetups or anything like that. So yeah, so um, we also in the summertime we have the Hotep Weekend. We did it for the first three years. We did it in Vegas. Okay. Um, at the Ahern Hotel in Vegas. Um, this year we're going to Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always a fun time. It's always lit, man. I mean, this past this past one was epic. It was so much fun, man. And you know, we had people like Sonny Johnson come hang out with us at Hotep Weekend. Uh, crypto Wendy yo she comes hang out with us um so many people man it's so much fun we had kimberly classic there two years ago um it's just it's a lot of fun we have it's just fantastic it's just you know doing uh building exercises and hanging out you know having you know good fun good food with a bunch of great people hell yeah man no dude i'm, I'm glad we finally connected because uh It'd be cool to meet you sometime and I, you know, hope we can make it happen in person. That that seriously though, that the grifties, it might be something I can I can make if uh I've been meaning to go back east because that's where I grew up in Connecticut. So okay. I might uh, I might head out that way, maybe plan a trip around that time, go down and visit my boy in Jersey and maybe we'll slide over and, and meet you. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and if you guys have never seen the grifties, go to the Hotep Nation YouTube channel and check out the you know, the last few uh uh, uh award shows we did. It was great. You know what I mean? It's great. You know, this yeah. is the first year we're doing it. We're doing it live. So you guys are, you guys are hilarious. What you guys are doing is awesome. And the Grifties are perfect. And to do it live, yeah. see it live would be awesome. Oh um, yeah. I can't wait myself. <laughs> uh, so guys, his links are down below. Make sure you go follow uh, Canon Hotep again. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go do our, our locals exclusive interview. It will be posted in the next couple of days. Uh, appreciate everyone hanging out. Cannon, thank you so much. Uh, we will see everybody next time. Thanks, everyone. Salute.